In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks, where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Hey, welcome to another episode of Fred Talks, a catalyst for crucial conversations for the culture. I'm your host, Fred B. And listen, if you're just now tuning into the podcast, first of all, who raised you? (laughs) Where you been, right? No, I'm just kidding with you. It's all good. If you're just now catching Fred Talks, this is your first time listening in, I'm going to need you to go binge listen to all the previous episodes and catch up. If you don't have time to go all the way back to the very first episode, then at least do yourself a favor. Go back one or two episodes and catch up because we are continuing this episode with a conversation well underway with my guy, Mr. Greg Colbert, as he continues to give us some gems about love, sex and relationships. So this is part two of a three part installment. Enjoy right after these ground rules. This probably doesn't need to be said, but of course, we're going to say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guests have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that their perspectives may change in light of information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us. Unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's episode of Fred Talk. The feeling of is that if we don't disagree or if we don't stand on the word, that that, or if we don't admit our doubt. Yeah. Because here's what's crazy to me, and I remember seeing this in the word, and it really freed me, was that what was Jesus' biggest complaint about his disciples? Doubt. Um, Yeah. Oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, yeah. So I look at that, and I'm like, so the people who followed him physically. Right. Their biggest, one of their biggest issues was doubting. And so when we, I think it's almost like we avert or we have this aversion for things that we read in the word or things of that nature that we have doubts about. Yeah. And being able to authentically tell somebody like, yeah, like, Hey, I have doubts sometimes. Like I'm not always like completely like this is going to work out or that scripture in the word. Like sometimes I don't, I don't really know what, I don't have an explanation for that one right there. And I think being okay with that being a reality helps people to be like, man, you are a different type of of Christian because usually it's just pray about it and believe, but it's so much deeper than that. That there, I think we rob ourselves of the beauty of the journey with God when it is that we feel like we got everything in the first five years or 10 years of walking with him. It's like, there's still things being revealed to me now that, like I said before, I thought one way about it 10 years ago. And now I'm like, man, I feel like that doctrine was terrible. I go back yeah, and listen man. to some things and I'm like, wow, bro, that was your, okay. All right. 
Bruh, look, that's why we got the disclaimer in the beginning of the uh, in the beginning of the uh, podcast episode. Like, look, I may think this way today, but next week in light of new information, I may change. That's just, I mean, look, man, I wrote a book that I don't even uh, promote anymore because I cringe at some of the how shallow their insight mm. and revelation was compared to some of the things right yeah. now that I'm I'm seeing. One thing that one thing that I love about our relationship is that I think both of us know there are things that we disagree on. But that yeah. doesn't change our relationship. I appreciate right. you. You you have opened up my mind to certain schools of thought that I'm like, yeah. hmm, I've never thought that way about that before. And and I think that's one thing that we have to get better at is not having to agree about everything to yeah. to be in relationship. Yeah. Like that's that's absurd. I think that that that's robbing us of great relationships because we feel like we have to believe exactly the same thing about everything. And that's just not true. Not only is that not true, that would be narcissism. It would say that yeah. I can only hang out with me. <laughs> right. I can only hang out with me. <laughs> so prideful. Um, yeah. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is like, can two walk together except they agree? I think that has been um, misinterpreted or people have taken it in such a literal sense and to the extreme, yeah. that, like you said, they miss on our relationships when really, and two walk together and say they agree. Look, the truth is, I don't always agree with Fred. Like, I, like I said, I may think this today, you know what I'm saying? And tomorrow, I may totally disagree with that. So if I'm disagreeing yeah. with me, of course somebody outside of me is going to disagree. We just have to agree yeah. on certain core values. We have to agree that yeah. there's a way we're going to disagree. Practical insight for those who might not subscribe to your particular faith. So I, what I'm asking you to do is, in your response, try to broaden it to not just the Christ, to, to, to the Christian or the church, but give us some universal game if you can. Can we expect platonic relationships to be healthy? And by that, I mean like a male-female, but platonic relationship. Do you believe those can exist? Should they exist? Can they be healthy? And if they can be, what are some prerequisites no, you just asked a mouthful. Uh, so I'm gonna answer, and if I if I miss something, just just reel me okay. back in for that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I believe that there, you, so healthy platonic relationships are only going to be a result of healthy boundaries. Mm. So I think Come on, when you have the right boundaries in place, then you can have healthy relationships, and that's just not platonic. That's every relationship. But if we're yeah. talking about platonic relationships, I think having healthy boundaries with relationships is going to be necessary. So what we teach um, from the perspective of a marriage perspective is that if you did not have healthy boundaries with platonic relationships in your single life, then it's going to be mm-hmm. difficult for you to all of a sudden just flip a switch on and have healthy with relationships after you get married. So you're practicing. Okay, let me challenge you. Let me challenge you, though. Okay. Um, what if. In my single life, I didn't have the motivation. Like I was, I was, I was indulgent. I was, I, I was, yeah. I was a heathen. But now that I got, yeah. I got the one. I am inspired to leave and cleave, cut everybody off, or however extreme you want to go. But I got the motivation now. Is that possible mm-hmm. to finally find the motivation? So I you, honestly just from my, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you you never exercise the muscle. So yeah, yeah. Okay. You, marriage on the other side of I do doesn't also come with this uh, superpower <laughs> to now say no to something you said yes to for the last twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think yeah. understanding that how you operate in your platonic relationships as a single person and making those relationships healthy allow you mm-hmm. to learn the disciplines necessary that you can now take into a marriage and be uh, healthy with platonic relationships because I'm married, but I am around uh, women all the time in different areas of life when it comes to uh, work. And one thing with work with me is that I don't meet in a room with a woman by myself. You mean to tell me, Greg, you don't have a plate, you don't have a work wife? <laughs> Absolutely have not. Have you heard of it? Man, I, I think, oh I think yeah, I, I actually plan on doing my some segment about it. Okay, man. Hey, look, it'll be a problem, bro. I, oh, yeah. I, I did not ever hear about no work. I, that's so. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, it's a real that's thing. Though. Fire. It's a real yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, I definitely think that those relationships can be healthy. It's just about learning what the right boundaries are. Um, and like you said, depending on what, what school of value that you have is going to, mm-hmm. is going to kind of shift what those boundaries look like. Um, mm-hmm. now I have my reasoning as to why I believe certain boundaries are necessary and needed, um, mm-hmm. in platonic relationships, because I think that you can't overcome the demons of the past if you never actually overcame them. Just take mm-hmm. that into a different relationship. So I think mm-hmm. health of the individual is important Mm -hmm. to build healthy boundaries because you can't build healthy boundaries if you're not healthy yourself. So I think uh, successful platonic relationships start with, am I healthy as an individual? As am I healthy as a person? Then allowing that relationship to then broad into another relationship where now you can set up the healthy boundaries within that relationship that then sets you up for your lifelong relationship with your spouse and even with your children um, to the Mm -hmm. future. So I do think it's possible, mm-hmm. but I think you have to be intentional. Practically speaking, how does someone get healthy? First of all, who's making the assessment? Because if you ask, I mean, what person, not a lot of people have the fortitude or the integrity or the clarity to tell if they're healthy or not. And then, you know, health is yeah. a spectrum. I mean, so yeah, uh, is who, who, who does that? Who, is that where... You know, you got to have your brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, Greg, you walking with me, my brother. Like, yep. I mean, do I just have to esteem your, I mean, where does that come from? Where does that input come from? Yeah, I think that it's important to have people around you. Well, let me start here. So I believe that fruit is an indication of what the root is. So if the okay. fruit of your life is that you uh, have toxic relationships you deal with bitterness, anger, um, rage. You are sexually um, all over the place. So mm-hmm. all those things are, res- are fruit of something. And then if okay. you can track those things down to say, how healthy is this in a long-term situation? So how healthy is it for me to yell, to abuse verbally, physically an individual? We know that's not healthy. So I don't think there doesn't need to be a Bible in existence to say that verbal abuse or physical abuse is wrong. So I think we can see that the impact that we have on people's lives, if it is not edifying them, if it's not encouraging them, if it's not building them up, if it's not for those, if it's not producing those things, then I think we can assess many times what unhealthy is if we, and this is a completely different conversation, if we have Mm. mental health. So I think that, Mm. yeah, because, I, I don't disagree with anything you said, 
but or not but while i agree i'm in the back of my mind i'm like but that requires sobriety like people indulge in destructive behavior and they lie to themselves the whole time saying it's not that bad while they're looking at the fruit of it whether it be uh extreme retail therapy whether it be um bad relationship with food you know what I mean? Porn addiction, whatever. I mean, they're seeing these things are gripping them. And they just, and I, and I think part of the reason why it grips them is because they minimize, they treat it as if, as if it's benign and not really yeah. assessing how deleterious it is. But, but I mean, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, I guess, but I, I guess yeah. I'm just saying that in addition to, yes, I do totally agree with you though. Uh, yeah. I think also having someone in your life too, I think, uh, we all have yeah. blind spots and yeah. we need relationships that we trust. And that's so important relationships yeah. that we trust to be yeah. able to I be think the eyes that we can't be. Man. I mean, I don't think you can overstate or I, I don't think you can exaggerate on the value of having at least one confidant at least where you can one. be, man. Yeah. Like, Hey man, see me as I am. I mean, yeah, bro, that's, I mean, you need that. I mean, I know people pay for coaches and mentors and accountability, but I mean, you really need somebody that doesn't have those. I mean, that's good if that's what you can get, but we you need like a brother. We interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener, we want to deepen our connection. There are a few ways to do that. First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And of course, chances are that if you like the show, your friends will too. So be sure to post, share, and repost on all of your social media outlets. Also, don't be shy. Connect with Fred B on Twitter using the handle at Fred Talks, spelled Fred T-A-L-X. After you've completed those two steps, visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash fredtalks. Remember, talks is spelled T-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, imagine how electric a live Fred Talks session would be. Sure, recordings are great, but... When it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented, motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks at mail.com to get the conversation started. That's all for now. Let's get you back to the show. That's a whole tactic of, of uh, from what my perspective, that's a whole tactic of demons. Is I think mm. keeping us secluded, keeping us mm. alone, and mm-hmm. keeping us lacking intimacy with self or anyone else. Because like you said, I don't even know what intimacy looks like until I interact with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard for yeah. me even know even to know how to be intimate with me until yeah. I've learned what intimacy even looks like outside of me. So I think that's why it's important with our children that we teach them intimacy early. Um, in their yeah. relationship, because I, I was telling someone this yesterday, as I said, uh, with he was asking me about what I what I did with my kids when they lied, 
And one thing I yeah. told him, I said, the first thing that I had to do, I had to come to grips with this, is that if they confess it to me and they tell the truth about it, they don't get a punishment. They don't get a consequence. Really? And the reason mm. I do that is because I need them beyond a shadow of a doubt to know that them telling the truth and confessing is more important than the consequence. Because the only reason they're not confessing is because they think that it's going to come with punishment. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of fear. So if I can eliminate the fear element at a young age, they'll go into life a little bit more free to be authentically who they are, to give their opinion, and to be able to say, I missed it. So, And so that's I just do, been our rule. I have a variation of that. Um, the, the consequences are not as stiff. I let them know there's going to be consequences for your decision. Now, sometimes I just give them mercy mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, you had a rough day. Like, you know, there were built in consequences to your decision. You don't need me to come and add anything to that. So I just, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, let me just help you pick up the pieces. But if they tell the truth, I reward them. I'm like, look, man, I appreciate That's you doing good. this. I know it's a courage. Now let's walk through this. But if they lie, I let them see like, look, man, this is worse now because you lied. But right. I, That's, I'm, yeah, I'm, so curious. True. I'm curious to know. And I tell them, like, I got to be able to trust you so I can defend you. Also, you know, like, yeah. you are creating a wedge in our relationship when you lie. You know, right. I'm on your side, man. But, I, you know, that's, that's so yeah. abstract for a five and seven year old or six and seven year old, perhaps. You right. have been in yeah. the game a little bit longer than me. You got, you know, son in college and all this. So you tell me, man, how has that worked? You know, honestly, I think for me, seeing it kind of over time, because you kind of don't know what the product of it is until it's been in the ground for a long time. Yeah. So what we yeah. what we have kind of this reason within ourselves to say let's just be consistent with it, and with our oldest son, we have been able to see that with taking that approach, what has helped him to be so truthful because like he tells on himself, like even at nineteen where he doesn't necessarily have to tell us, mm-hmm, he'll come out and he'll say hey you know I I, I made a bad decision um in this area you know can you guys yeah. help me navigate like where I went wrong. And yeah. he may Man. he may be lying about a lot of stuff. He may he may be he may be ha- had us fooled. But the fact yeah. that there are times where he comes to us and he says that that it was worth the investment of being consistent with allowing yeah. there to be an understanding. Like, hey, if you come and confess, you technically come and confess your sins, we are mm-hmm. going to be extremely graceful in that situation. That when you lie, you're gonna get the full the full brunt of this punishment. Yeah. But if let you me confess, you, me, man, it's going to be different. You mentioned the word confess. That, that triggered my mind to think about, uh, I believe it's uh, in James, where it talks about confess your faults to one another that you may be healed. I've, I've read yeah. or heard it say that we are only as healthy as our secrets. I think there's something yeah. about confession, being able to let people see. See, I used to hear confess your faults, like, and the, the injury, the image you would conjure up is like in a Catholic tradition, you know, they would go and sit in a room yeah. and talk to, somebody anonymous, but no, like you and me being brothers. And I just say, man, Greg, yo, like this week I struggle with X, Y, Z, whether you even say anything, it's not even about what you respond. It's about me being able to be one honest with myself and then being able to release that to somebody else. That's healing. That has a healing property built in to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's why journaling is so powerful 
because at least it makes you look at yourself really and then true. you write it down. So you hold, it holds you to truth. And I think even people yeah. that don't believe in prayer, I, I would recommend yeah. you pray anyway, be, just because of how cathartic it is. Like getting that out, yeah. confessing, it's, it's transformative, yeah. man. You it know? is. It is uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying the show. We're going to press pause right here, give you some time to chew on that, give you some time to apply some of the insights and the gems that Greg dropped here. And then I invite you to come back for the final installment of Love, Sex and Relationships in just a few days. Until then, have an exceptional week. Salute. As always, I appreciate you tuning in one more again with your guy while you're here. Just a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fred Talks is available on every podcast platform. And hey, Run me those stars, fam. If you appreciate the show, say so. Log on to Apple iTunes and drop me a line about what you enjoy about the podcast. Leave that five-star review so the podcast becomes easier to find for others who are looking for something just like this. You probably don't think it's much support because it doesn't cost you much, but it absolutely means a lot to me that you would take a moment to do that for me. So thank you in advance. Hey, y'all have a great week. Tune in next week for another dope episode.